Welcome to Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen, a bi-monthly podcast designed to teach the searchers, seekers, and spiritually curious the basics of metaphysics and new thought. They're all about the basics, but they are not basic bitches. Now, here are your hosts, April Dali and Jen Merkel. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. My name is Jen Merkel. I am a transformational life coach and certified hypnosis practitioner, and you can learn more about what I do and sign up for my wellness newsletter at jenmerkelhypnosis.com. I'm April Darley. I'm an emotional strength and confidence coach, and you can sign up for uh, some goodies that I've got for you and check out all my offerings at aprildarley.com. And you have the goodies. Let me tell you. I got goodies. <laughs> I got goodies? goodies. Everybody likes goodies. I say that word and my dog is looking at me like goodies. I want a goodie. <laughs> no, treat, treat. <laughs> so what's going on in April world? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have found a new deodorant wow. and I don't know y'all may not be thinking this is a big deal, but Jen and I live in the South and it's hot and it's muggy and humid, you're going, yes. it's humid. So you're going to be sweating in a lot of parts and places. And I sometimes don't like some aroma, especially in my under boob, right? I'm a big chested girl. <laughs> I got under boob sweat and, you know, I prefer to smell like lavender or tangerines and not like swamp witch. Right. <laughs> so, I think most people would agree <laughs> on that point. Yeah. Right. You know, ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. So I saw this commercial on Facebook, this sponsored ad on Facebook, and it was for Lumi deodorant and it's developed by a gynecologist and you can use it anywhere you want to use it, but it actually kills the bacteria that are making the odor and it's got clean ingredients. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this stuff a try. Right. Mm -hmm. So I ordered and you guys, it totally is awesome. And they have thousands of five-star reviews about this product and yes, queen, get yourself some wow. lumi deodorant. So you don't smell like a swamp witch. So by the way, we are a non-monetized podcast. This is not an ad yeah, that's or true. anything. Yeah. So no. don't skip ahead, but no, uh, yeah, yes. we don't, we don't, um, do advertising, although it, that's kind of like free advertising for them, but it is. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I didn't know it was a clean deodorant. So that's actually really yeah. important to me because yeah. the deodorant I use, I use just the stick deodorant. Um, it's a, I actually use native, which I love. I've mm -hmm. been using it for like five years before anybody even knew what it was. I used to have to like order on their website, but now you can get it mm -hmm. like target and stuff like that. But yeah. I love that because, um, it's all natural and, mm -hmm. and I need that baking soda. There are very few deodorants that actually work for me. I need the baking soda, but I can't have certain other things. So, yeah. yeah. So I was using Alafia, but it just wasn't touching that under boob mm. sweat funk, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm like, I need something else. And I saw this and the commercials are so funny. It's sort of like the squatty potty. I have potty. seen those. They yeah. are funny. Is that, that's the one with the British actress. I oh, think. they have a few different versions of it, okay. but it's so funny. And I was just captivated watching it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a chance. And sure enough, it yeah. is amazing. Ooh. And I'm the type of person, the companies 
uh, you know what? If I love a product, I am telling everybody I know about that. Product. I'm the same. I know. <laughs> yep. I hear you. So, yes, I have no affiliations, not getting paid for this. I just <laughs> like to put good stuff out there. So lumideodorant.com is where you find it. They got a lot of different scents. Uh, the scents are very mild, so there's nothing overpowering. And most That's of them are, are designed to be kind of unisex. So I yeah, have a... Yeah. I don't like, sometimes I like a little bit more, I don't want to say a masculine scent, but I don't always want to smell like roses, you know, like sometimes it's nice to smell like rosemary, rosemary and eucalyptus instead, like, you know, like the the deodorant, like I said, the native that I use comes in Mm -hmm. that, but, um, it's nice to have that option. And when it's overpowering, it sucks because I don't, I, I like smelling that, but I don't want Mm -hmm. everybody to smell it all day (laughs) where I might put on some lotion that smells like coconuts or something. And you know, so, so it's good. The product itself has a little tangy smell to it. It's sort of hard to describe. And you know, I can't smell properly anyway. Yeah, I know. That's why I blind, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's a little tangy and the scent is to my nose, very mild. So I have vanilla and I have lavender sage. Okay. So, um, and you don't have to use it every day. That's really crazy. That's the crazy part is this formula is designed to last up to 72 hours, which is crazy. Well, you know, it's also interesting because you're saying it kills the bacteria that causes the odor. So it's not just covering something up. It's actually taking care of the problem. It is interesting. It is. So yeah, girl, I got a friend's link. I'll send you do that. Yeah. (laughs) I got a friend's link. I'll send you. Yeah. So what's going on in gen world. Okay. So, you know, I have been you know, kind of reconnecting, I shouldn't say connecting with my Swedish roots. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, you know, I want to delve into this a little bit more and I ordered an ancestry.com DNA test. And for like a dollar more, you get the, I think it's three free months of their family tree. And I actually Mm -hmm. had um, a membership for this years ago, back in 2003, I think it was, I, so that's like almost 20 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. I had work, done some work on my family tree, but I only got so far. And, you know, in all that time now, 18 years time, the technology has just gotten so much better and more people are doing it also because back then DNA tests, like DNA tests was maybe just coming in to catch criminals. Like you couldn't just, Mm -hmm. you know, do one or certainly didn't have your selection of a bunch of different Mm -hmm. kinds you could do. So, um, I'm still waiting on the results for my DNA test, but I, I already have them through another service. So it'll be interesting to see how that is. What's really cool about this one is they do connect it with your roots, but anyway, so, um, I, of course, you know, jumped right in and started working on my family tree again. And, um, I was able to get back pretty far and it was kind of cool because I was like, oh my gosh, I got back to the 1800s. I'm like, I was so excited. Cause I'm like, this is pretty far, you know? And then I yeah. went down another, I got, I hit a dead end. So I went down another branch and I got back to like the 1600s. I'm like, wow, that's pretty far. Wow. And then I hit another branch and, and this is like, I'm like really speeding up here. Cause it's a rabbit <laughs> hole. I'm telling you, I started at like 10 AM and I was still going strong at 10 PM, you know, oh, like I had breaks here and there, but yeah, it was a thing. And, but I did it over a couple of days as well, mm-hmm. but, um, I went down one branch at one point and it kept going and going and going. And I got to the 1400s and I was like, wow. What? And then it got less. Like I got to the 1200s. I got all the way down to the 800s. I'm like, what? So, 
um, at any rate, the one thing to kind of keep in mind is a lot of it has to do with what someone else has posted. So I have a common relative with this person who was able to trace their roots back really, really, really far. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of relying on their integrity. Like, I don't know how much due diligence they did, but that said, I kept going back and back through Sweden and I found a Swedish king. I'm like, wow, I'm descended from royalty. Ooh. And then of course his dad was a king and his dad was, cause I kept going down the father line to start with his dad was a king and his dad was a king. And there were like, I don't know, 12, 15, something like Kings in a row. Mm. And then I came across King Bjorn Ironside and I was like, and I texted you like, who the hell is that? And I was like, like, oh, my gosh, she keeps girl. texting me. She's blowing my phone. She's like, and I'm related to this guy and this guy. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you. I don't know who any of these people okay, are. So anybody who watches the show Vikings or knows anything about mm-hmm. Viking heritage, Bjorn Ironside is like probably one of the most famous Vikings that there ever was. And his father was Ragnar Lodbrook. Now, the show Vikings, it's Ragnar Lofbrook. It's not it's. The other thing is Vikings is only somewhat based on truth. It's it's not really mm-hmm. it's like sometimes it's right. And a lot of times it's not even close. But anyway, mm-hmm. this in this case, it was. So as soon as I saw Bjorn, I knew for sure that Ragnar was his dad. And I was just I couldn't believe Ragnar is like one of the most famous like he's probably the most famous Viking. When you think of Vikings, he was one of the first explorers that set out to, you know, pillage <laughs> you know, like Great Britain, well, England and, uh, you know, other areas up near them. So that was actually, I couldn't believe it. Like I was amazed. Um, but there are some other interesting things I found. So for example, um, Mary Magdalene Bailey bachelor, do you know who that might be? I do not, but she sounds very pious. <laughs> well, she is not. Cause have you heard of Hester Prynne? I have. So so some scholars believe that Mary Magdalene Bailey Batchelor, who is, I don't know what number, somewhere along the line, my great great grandmother, Mm -hmm. probably my 18th great grandmother or something like that. She supposedly is the person that Nathaniel Hawthorne Mm -hmm. based the character of Hester Prynne on. So I I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, but something that you will know something about and probably at least get a little bit of mild excitement is that I was able to find (laughs) some, some of my ancestors that came over on a ship from England in the 1600s and guess where they landed? Plymouth rock, Salem, Massachusetts in the 1600s. That's awesome. I know. So I did a really, I took about at this point, it was like 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, man, it's almost my bedtime here. And um, I took some notes and I did a quick comparison. I didn't find any uh, correlation to anyone mm-hmm. who was involved in the Salem witch trials, but I'm going to continue that research at some point and uh, we'll see. It'd be interesting to see yeah. if there are any and if so, which side, but um, <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, April, at least we'll know what this That's is about. Right. So. <laughs> it's like, which side is the witch, right? Yeah, exactly. Which is which? Who's to say, oh. anyway, even the people that were tried, what were they witches oh, or weren't they? Who even oh. knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's just some of the stuff that I learned. And it's just really cool. It's just pretty amazing. I can't wait to get my DNA results back to see kind of 
how mm-hmm. that all comes into play and discover even more stuff. So yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So today we are talking about something that's probably more exciting for a lot of people <laughs> other <laughs> than my heritage and Viking <laughs> wrecking ancestors. What? Oh, this is come from another direction, of course. Uh, but we're talking about crystals and everybody loves talking about crystals. I mean, yes. obviously you're a listener, you're here, you're, <laughs> you're drawn to crystals, just like all of us. And I'll be honest, this podcast could have lasted probably five hours or more because we could talk about crystals forever. But today our guest is Athena Victory from Victory Crystals based in Dallas. She's got the best name. I just want to say, I just love her name, Athena Victory. So cool. Well, Athena has been working with crystals forever, but she really went on a deep dive in 2014. She became a certified crystal practitioner and she continued that knowledge and became Usui Reiki master teacher. And she works with shamanic energy, crystal sound healing, and she's currently finishing up her meditation teacher training. And she is a light worker who loves to hold space for others on their spiritual healing journey. Yeah. And one thing I'd like to say too, about her business, I love supporting small women owned business, especially locally. And if you're here local in the Dallas area or Dallas Fort Worth area, her online shop is amazing. But even if you're not local here by purchasing from her, you can help a woman support her family. So Mm -hmm. that's something that I really love to do. So thank you so much for joining us, Athena. Welcome to spiritual basics podcast. Welcome. Hi, thank you, Jude and April. I am very happy to be here. Thank you for having me today. Well, we are happy to have you. So why don't we just get into it? Why don't you tell us a little about you and how you got started working with crystals? Well, it all started back in childhood. Uh, I was always fascinated with rocks. I would look for them, you know, around the yard and then I would always stuff them in my pockets. And then when I saw my first crystal, we were on a family vacation and I believe it was Carlsbad Caverns and they had the souvenir shop there. And I remember this setup of just all these pretty sparkly stones and I was just so mesmerized and I thought they were just so magical already by looking at them. So my mom and dad let me get a few to take home with me and I carried them around with me all the time. I just felt that spark whenever I would pick one up and just kind of feel that vibration, not knowing really what it was at the time being young, but I just felt that they were just my special pieces of magic that I would take with me that made me feel good and I would talk to them and even uh, sleep with them in my pillowcase, which I still do to this day. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so it all started back in childhood and I've just kind of throughout my life would just always have them near me and with me. And they're just, you know, special treasures from the earth. Can you tell us about your business? Yes, Victory Crystals is my online web shop, and I am the one and only behind it. I do everything. 
I like to call it a shop with the mind, body, spirit, uh, not just crystals, but how you can use the crystals in your day-to-day -day life, uh, not just only crystals, but I sell other, other tools like crystal kits, uh, Tibetan singing bowls. So we're bringing in a lot of just vibrations of either crystal energy or sound energy, just tools to help you create, you know, some self-care in your life and just to, you know, help you feel uplifted and give you a sense of peace. Yeah. And I'd like to share with our listeners. I came along to learn about victory crystals, I think just through Instagram. And if you're not following Victor crystals on Instagram, hop right over and do that now because Athena's images are beautiful, but also it's not just the images that you have there of the crystals, but the sentiment behind them is you have a beautiful way of bringing some gorgeous light worker energy through and just, um, just really positive, beautiful stuff. Thank you so, so much. So interestingly enough, you are the third Athena that I know who works with crystals. Wow. So I was joking with Jen. I was like, there must be something special about Athena's that they are really drawn to crystals. And I look at your name and it's like Athena victory. And I'm like, what? That is like the perfect name to be <laughs> in your type of business. You've got the goddess of wisdom and strategy and victory at the end. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I owe it to my husband for the last name victory. <laughs> I didn't actually even realize that was your actual last name. I thought that was just a name that you chose for your shop. So that's amazing. Wow. Right. <laughs> Thank you. We're going to talk about energetic cords. So we, uh, some of our listeners may not know about energetic cords. So can you tell us what energetic cords are and why you want to remove them? Energetic cords are energy attachments to our aura. And of course, everybody has an aura. It's that invisible electromagnetic field of energy around our body. And they can connect us with a person, an object, a thought, or a situation. Cording is the sharing of energy between two sources. And not all cords are negative. When you are feeling happy or in a good mood, your aura shines brightly, the energy is equally shared and it's positive. If you're feeling unhappy or frustrated, your aura becomes dull, your energy is drained, it creates an imbalance, which can cause a break in your auric field. And your auric field is your personal protective bubble. So you always wanna make sure that you have your energy in check and what you can do to keep your vibration and energy level high and functioning with a balance. So we want to, these negative energies, you can pick up on a day-to-day -day basis. Most of them are unintentional. Uh, we can pick them up from say, uh, you know, you get a call from your best friend and she's venting about her day. And at the end of that phone call, you've kind of picked up on that negative, frustrating energy. And that's an energy cord right there. And of course, unintentional by that person. Uh, but there's other energy cords from people going through divorces, a bad breakup, a loss of a job. These things can all cause leaks in your aura field. Mm -hmm. 
and we want to keep those leaks from happening. So when you're removing these cords, you're simply removing the unwanted energy that was transferred to you. So when our energy is, of course, in balance, our aura is vibrant and strong, which helps you to move forward. You feel empowered and you are fully open to your healing process. This is where the crystals can help. And crystals are wonderful energetic tools. And what is great about crystals is you can use them as a healthy way to remove these cords. Two things I think are the most important about crystals are they are full of light. Crystals are straight from mother earth. They have the energy to be programmed. So light and programming and intention is all what we're going to bring in when we want to remove these energetic cords that are blocking us to move forward. That's awesome. And, you know, we'll, we'll be getting into your list of crystals for removing the energetic cords in a minute, but first let's chat a little bit more about these energetic cords. Now, originally we had the idea of talking about cutting energetic cords and a common belief somewhat it's a controversy, I guess, in the spiritual community that, um, cutting cords, isn't necessarily a good thing. The whole ideal that I've seen, uh, again, there's so many different ways to think about this and to our listeners, you just need to figure out what resonates with you and go with that. Like with anything that we do on our podcast and we say all the time, but for what I've come to understand is that, you know, anytime you have an interaction with someone, you do establish that cord. Like right now, the three of us here Mm -hmm. talking on this podcast, Cast, we have an energetic cord, but once we are done talking, once that, that connection doesn't service anymore, that cord naturally dissolves away. And sometimes if it's an, especially if it's a negative thing that doesn't necessarily dissolve away, like you mentioned the examples before, when you take those cords and you cut them, there are different things that can happen. Some people believe that they can reattach to the original source by themselves. Some people believe that they can reattach to something else. And another thing too, is it's kind of like, if you picture like a garden hose, it's overflowing with water, it's kind of flapping around in the wind. If you've got that energetic cord flapping out there, it's still connected to you, but it's not connected to anything else. So it's kind of open-ended and that's considered unhealthy energetically. So what I have learned to do, and I, I learned this actually through Kaola from Ahomana, who, when I did the healing session with him, and I've talked about that on the show before is to actually remove the cord from the source, which is, you know, basically your, your chest and just really grab the cord and pull it away from you so that it's, it's gone. And that connection is gone And there. There's, that's a very simplified way of explaining it. He has a much deeper way, and there's a lot more to it than that, but at least that way you're not leaving yourself open to those other things. So again, this is just you know, what I've come to believe because of things that I've read that really resonate with me. Right. And I'm going to do the opposing view. So our listeners aren't shocked that Jen and I often have. We're either exactly the same or exactly opposite. Totally opposite. Yep. So I am a huge proponent of cord cutting. Love it. Love it. I do it myself multiple times a day. I recommend it for clients. Um, to me, intention is key. If I want it gone, cutting it is going to do it. And it's not going to harm me at all because that's my intention that I get better 
right? It doesn't harm me. So whether you choose to pull it or cut it, and some people will tell you not only cut it from you, but cut it from the other person as well. So it's not like a hose flapping around. So it's just kind of what you want. And some people even ask angels to come and take like take the matter, take the cords and to take it back to God, to be transmuted and return to the earth is something beautiful. So really it's, if you believe it works, it's sort of like our hoodoo episode, right? If you believe it works, it works. So just find the method that Jen said resonates with you and go for it. That's the most important thing. And that's exactly what I was going to say. I see both sides of, of the cord cutting and I, like you, April, mm-hmm. do almost on a daily basis. Uh, it's a type of a self-care ritual mm-hmm. for me. And it's just making my energy feel stronger and more vibrant so that any other cords trying to attach to you can also be deflected off of you. But just like you said, and like you said, Jen, it's all an individual preference. Mm-hmm cutting is not the only way, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is the shamanic way of doing it, the Reiki way of doing it and the crystal way of doing it. And they're all different in their own respects. So how does one actually use crystals to remove them? Like what's your process for, for doing it? Of course, the first thing you want to do is make sure that you start with cleansed and clear crystals before you do any energy work. And then your intention that you have to go in, okay, why am I gonna use this crystal? What am I using it for? What is my intention going to be? Is it going to be to, you know, I have these, this fearful thought that's bothering me. So I'm going to use a specific crystal to remove that fear and calm the mind? Am I going to use the crystal because I just got a divorce and I just cannot get this energy away from me and I just want to move forward and be done with it so I can get on with my life? You can do it for anything. So some people who've tried cord cutting and may go, you know, I cut some cords. It didn't really work for me. I feel, I still feel attached to this person. Mm -hmm. Some people believe that you can have hooks which are a little bit more complicated than just a cord. So is that something that you've heard of, that you work with, that you believe in, and that can crystals address that? Right, right. Uh, Yes, I have heard of that. Um, I, I find that it's not very common. I believe with that, you know, you just want to, sometimes it takes more than one time to do it. Some people it'll work the first time. Other people will need to do it maybe every day for a week just to, you know, get this energy stirring, get this energy moving to loosen that hook. Uh, Sometimes you would need to go in and address your chakras in order to release that hook. Sometime you could have a very dim, a low vibrating chakra, and you might feel exactly where that's at in your body, where it might be resonating from. It could be a dull feeling. It could be a hot or cold feeling, or just, you know, uh, just, just this area doesn't feel right. And there are several steps you can take with that 
to go a little more deeper with some meditations, streamlining your intention and using the energy of specific crystals to help remove that. Because like I said, crystals are filled with light. You can program them. So usually once you have a clear intention and you are working with your crystal and this is a crystal, you know, that you want to work with more than once crystal that, you know, you are, you know, has worked well for you when you're doing this work, getting to know yourself on a more intimate, personal level, discovering what your inner truth is, maybe with some meditations, you have something new pop up that you thought, oh, well, I didn't realize that before. And then that is a breakthrough where you can move forward because you're already empowered by that to help further the process of removing it. Fantastic. So why don't we just dive in then and go ahead and let's hear your list of crystals for removing energetic cords. Absolutely. Crystals always fun to talk about, right? Absolutely. (laughs) The crystals that I choose to work with. And of course, if anybody feels, you know, a, um, a specific attachment to a certain crystal, I would suggest that you always trust your intuition and work with that because you know the energy of it. And that's why I have a collection of, I don't even know, I'm embarrassed to say, <laughs> how, much, how many do okay. you think? Like 200 crystals, oh maybe, maybe more. Oh, yes. They're all right behind we me. All- you can't see it right now because of I my microphone, but a lot of them came from your shop, obviously, but uh, I'm actually <laughs> wearing this came much. from your shop. This necklace that I had I noticed that I was going to comment <laughs> on your necklace. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, sorry to pop in there with that, but it's easily, easy to get addicted to them. That's for sure. Yes, that's for sure. You, you can never have just one, <laughs> but the crystals that I like to work with uh, doing a hoarding removal to discord, uh, one of the main ones is obsidian, black obsidian, powerhouse of crystals. This is a go-to crystal when you want to really do that deep, deep work. It exposes our flaws, our weaknesses, and our blockages. And all of that is so that we are prepared to face what it calls up to us, like the destructive and disempowering patterns and conditions from which we've become accustomed to operating from. That's actually interesting that you would say that because when you think about it, you know, cutting cords or removing cords, whichever you do, if you're not learning the lesson around that, guess what? You're just going to have that universe is going to send you that lesson some (laughs) other way. So it's really important to learn our lessons. So it's great to know that obsidian is a really good way to do that. Yes. And it's, it's, it's powerful energy and I wouldn't recommend it for those who are highly sensitive to energy that strong. Uh, you Instead of working with black obsidian, I would suggest working with snowflake obsidian or black onyx. It's, it's still strong, but more gentle. But with obsidian, it's not for those, like I said, who seek the gentle touch. It's fact, fast acting and fiery energies activate our deepest wounds, offering us a deep soul healing that draws out our emotional traumas 
and brings forth an opportunity for permanent resolve. It activates our root chakra, which is very grounding for us, and it shields from negativity. So a crystal like that is great for when you're doing the discording. You want to have that shield around you and working with this crystal is great for that. So I have a question about uh, black obsidian or even just obsidian in general, you know, it is volcanic glass, which means it was formed glass formed by a volcano. And in some circles in our spiritual community, people sometimes think that because it's glass, it's not an actual crystal. It's, you know, not a mineral from the ground per se. What are your thoughts on that? I disagree with that because I think it's actually, it's coming from the core of mother earth and mother earth has birthed so much. She birthed the crystals and the energy. And I just think that since it's coming from nature itself, it can be used just like any other crystal. Uh, It's actually uh, one that I reach for a lot among many, but uh, I, I do believe that you can feel the vibration from it. It is fire that has, you know, come from deep within the earth, from the core of the earth. Yeah. And I'm actually inclined to believe, uh, to agree with that. I, I feel the same way. And quite honestly, for me, like if I'm walking down the street and I see a pretty rock, I don't even care what it is. <laughs> if I want to take it, I'm taking it, you know, That's like right. it doesn't matter what it is. If it, I'm attracted to, it and I feel some kind of energy or connection there, I think that's, what's important. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I showed you my black obsidian that I have, so I love that thing. I, I use it all the time, so, especially for energy work. Yes. It's great. It's great for that. And another wonderful crystal to use is black kyanite. And what's great about black kyanite is it is a strong conductor of energy as it works like a channel to transmute the negativity out of the system and allow positive energy in. And I think it's really cool. I read one time that the lore of black kyanite was that Archangel Michael's sword is a blade of black kyanite. I can totally picture that. What's also great about the black kyanite is it helps to ease away old patterns, mental and emotional blocks as well, to help you move forward and enable a new perspective, which is what you want when you're trying to discord. Uh, It's also a grounding stone that connects with all chakras. And what's great about the black kyanite is you can place it on any chakra and it will help bring you back into alignment with a balanced and positive flow of energy. Uh, Being a black stone, it can also assist with energetic protection from negative energy and clearing space and providing that level of energetic protection. So black kyanite, I, I actually, I don't think I've ever seen black kyanite specifically. Does it look like blue kyanite, but it's just black? Like, is it the same kind of material or? It's a little different uh, with blue kyanite. You know, it's kind of like sheets, layered right. sheets upon mm-hmm. each other. Uh, black kyanite is just a little different. It's more of a fan blade shape. Oh, okay. um, 
I've got some. I Do love it. Some? Yeah. yeah. It looks like looks one. like I'm going to be adding another crystal to my collection <laughs> that I, I didn't realize is even around. So with that black coloring, it's yeah. kind of, you know, just a more of a um, extra powerful. And again, you have that grounding energy and the protection from negativity. Great. That's awesome. And another crystal would be black tourmaline. Ooh, my favorite. Yes, I got a lot a of those guys. Love yes. it. I got Thank this you. big old chunky chunk right there oh, there it on is. my desk. Of course, that's one of those that are just kind of scattered all about the house. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I have Good mine in the four corners to kind of have that, yes. you know, protection okay. square or you got your shield. Whatever you call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, black tourmaline, you know, another black crystal. And that is really known for its ability to transmute and cleanse energy. Uh, It's able to transduce the energy quite effectively with its, I always mispronounce this word, piezoelectric. Wow. (laughs) Good job. Okay. That's that's a big word. (laughs) You did it. You did it. it. Good job. Kind of get tongue tied on that one. Uh, But, you know, what that means is it emits an electrical charge when there's any heat or pressure. And what's great about that is that makes it a wonderful negativity neutralizer and it protects against psychic attacks, spells, EMFs, and all forms of negative and electromagnetic energy. And another thing about black tourmaline is that it encourages a positive attitude. And of course, that's what you want to take away after you are discording from someone or something. And like I said, encourages a positive attitude, clear negative thoughts and reduce tension and stress while also increasing vitality and strengthens the bodies of the energy system. Uh, I think it's a powerful grounding stone with it being electrical in nature. It provides a great connection uh, between Mother Earth and the human spirit. Nice, beautiful. Ready for me to go on? Yes, absolutely. Keep them coming. All right. Another one, and this is more of when you are done doing your discording, is selenite. Who loves selenite? I do. <laughs> we all Absolutely. have selenite. That's yes. right. That's right. It is just, it's kind of one of those must have crystals, uh, selenite, beautiful. It is a light bringer. And this is perfect whenever you are finishing up uh, discording and you want to go ahead and seal and heal the energy that you have just removed. And selenite is great because it brings that light into uh, your aura field, brings it into your chakras to help seal what is weakened or what has been broken. And selenite is also great because it is formed in liquid and it uh, represents the dynamic fluidity of water which serves as a universal harmonizer by lending its soft fluid support wherever the body is weakest. 
It can be used to also dispel negativity as well on an emotional and etheric level, which makes it a great stone for protection and as a mental body stone, which opens, aligns, and clears the aura bodies, and which is also great at doing the same to uh, other crystals as well. Right. It's a natural cleanser, and it yes. doesn't need to be cleansed. It cleansed itself, right? Right. And, and you I, can use it. Sorry, I was going to say you can use it to, to cleanse other crystals as well. So. Yes. Absolutely. And although it's one that does not need to be cleansed often, when you're doing this, this heavy and deep energy work, I always think it's best to just, you know, go ahead and cleanse after, after you have finished, just to give it a little, a little more pick me up and keep that vibration high. Right. What's your favorite method to cleanse your crystals? I have so many different ones. <laughs> uh, moon by the moonlight is great. Uh, that's more of a gentler cleanse. Sure. And selenite and, was named after Selene, goddess of the moon, right? That's right. So yes, it sure. I, it would love that moonlight, I bet. It, it, it just kind of, and have you ever noticed when you put it out in the moonlight, it just kind of glows there. Mm -hmm. Uh, just kind of soaking it in. So it's just like, uh, just really like having a piece of moonlight right in front of you. Absolutely. And then for other ones as well, um, and not all crystals uh, can be put in the sunlight mm -hmm. for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. uh, you can certain ones like rose quartz, amethyst are a little more sensitive to the sunlight if you leave them out for a very long period of time, it will change the color and you lighten the crystal. I've had people tell me, oh, I keep an amethyst. I keep it in my car, drive around with it. And all of a sudden it's just kind of lost its color over time. Mm -hmm. And it's from that sunlight getting it for a long period of time. But for a couple of hours, especially in the early morning hours is a great time to put those out. Uh, I would say two hours max uh, because the sun has its potent and powerful energy mm -hmm. and it's a quick cleanser as well. And I have to say, that's my favorite way to cleanse is sunlight for sure. Right. I'm, I'm a lazy witch and I don't put them out in the <laughs> moonlight very often. So sun is my go-to to really give me a quick power punch and, and cleanse it out. So that's right. For me, I tend to smudge because I'm smudging all the time. I usually just sweep it over my whole collection of crystals, unless mm -hmm. I'm doing a specific crystal I want to cleanse separately. Then I just put it, I have a plate of selenite that I put on. So, yes. And that's perfect too, because we, you know, all of us with our big crystal collections, it's a chore to bring them all outside. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, to, to take care of it all at once. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 the smoke cleansing is great for that or just all, you know, hovered around a nice piece of selenite. So you had mentioned uh, a little bit ago before we got into your list about go-to crystals. What is your go-to crystal? Like if you, if, if your house is burning down, you only had a chance to, well, actually that's probably not the, the proper question because <laughs> she may not save I, that it, first. Probably, it probably would change the choice, <laughs> but if you could only pick one crystal to work with, mm -hmm. what would you pick? No, it's so tough. It's, it's like, like picking between like, your kids, right? Like, right, right. You? But yeah, it have to be one. <laughs> uh, 
Well, my go-to crystal that I feel is just that I have to have on me every day. I don't feel right without it is turquoise. Okay. And why is that? What kind of like, what draws you to that specifically? You know, I've been drawn to it since I was a little girl. Um, My dad was the one who got me hooked on turquoise. He was a really big turquoise lover. And just what first drew me in was the color of it. Very serene, very relaxing, beautiful, tranquil. I just like, I have my turquoise cuff and I wear it every single day. I don't feel right without it. I feel it is my protective shield because turquoise is a protector crystal. And I love that it is, it just kind of connects the sea and the sky. And it's also a truth enhancing stone as well. So I like to meditate with it, wear it. It just, I don't feel like me without it. So April, what is your go-to crystal? Black I think tourmaline. I know. I knew it. Yeah, hands I down. It right. Black tourmaline. <laughs> I have chunks of black tourmaline everywhere. I just love it because it's a, a three-in-one cleanser. I mean, it transmutes, it cleans, it shields. It's got the EMF piece, which I definitely need. I'm, I'm sensitive to EMF and I just love it. And because I do a lot of shadow work, I love that black tourmaline is a transmuter. You know, it takes that yucky stuff and makes it beautiful. And so that's my favorite. What about you? Uh, do you want to guess? What do you think? No, you got 200 <laughs> crystals in your collection. I'm going to guess rose quartz. Um, no, but you're close. It's actually clear quartz. Okay. Um, because go to as far as like, you can use it literally for anything. And yes. I have, I have a lot of clear quartz, but some of them are really pretty. One of them I have even has a flash in it, which is kind of unusual, I think mm. for clear quartz. And, um, it's really cool. I just, I love it. I've got my clear quartz bracelet here that I wear all the time and you yeah, you can just use it for anything it, because also I think what I mostly use it for is cleansing, like space cleansing. I mean, I told you a minute ago, I smudge, but it's something that's really that you can have on you that just kind of helps to continually clear that energy. And that would actually be my second. <laughs> oh, I okay. voice. Cool. <laughs> yep. Nice. So Athena, tell us how our listeners can get in touch with you, how they can uh, find you if they have questions about crystals or just want to browse your shop. You can find me at victorycrystals.com. And you can also email me through the website, or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Victory Crystals. And you can also message me through there. Although I do prefer email more than I do direct messages. You're my kind of girl. I'm the same (laughs) way. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Athena. We really enjoyed having you on the show and thanks for sharing your crystal knowledge with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Jen and April. I appreciate you both. Just had a a wonderful time getting to chat about all this good information with you both. 
I know. I feel like we could just continue talking for hours and hours, but <laughs> I think our listeners, I mean, maybe they would want to listen, but I don't think anybody wants to listen to a three hour podcast. No, no. Anyway, uh, speaking of our listeners, if you are a listener and you have any questions for us or any show suggestions, go ahead and reach out at spiritual basics podcast at gmail.com. You can also contact us on our website, spiritual basics Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks. This has been Spiritual Basics Podcast with April and Jen. Find full episodes on your favorite listening platform or visit spiritualbasicspodcast.com.